Colts. So that's where we are, Raider Nation. Simply put, man up and play football and win a game. And now, that's a hell of a motivational speech. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as we start a new week here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, and that phenomenal Raiders mobile app where you can download the show no matter where you are. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope it was fantastic. I had a good weekend, but you care about sports more than my weekend. Danny's in for Bobby today. We got a big show lined up. The breaking news, the highest paid player ever in the history of the NFL, Jalen Hurts. That contract made official today. We're going to spend a lot of time on that because I think it's a big Raider topic. It's a massive Raider topic. Because the Raiders got to decide what they're going to do with that top pick. And more and more people think they're going quarterback. And if they're going to do it, then this is the type of quarterback they need to find. We all agree on that, right? Raiders take This guy, Jalen Hurts, went in the second round. Second round, and he's the highest paid player of all time. The Raider prospect that they draft, if they move up in the draft, better be better than this guy. Okay, that's that's pretty bold. If you're going to move up and get a quarterback while you got Jimmy G, he better turn out to be Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts or somebody, somebody that you're very familiar with, which makes this very interesting to me. Jalen Hurts played two seasons ago here, and the Raiders beat him. Raiders put 30 unanswered up on Philadelphia, and Philadelphia ends up going to the Super Bowl the next year. So the doom and gloomers in the Raider Nation waking up with a black cloud over their house every day. How are we going to win? Well, I gave you a couple examples. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, and Cincinnati went from four wins— Four win, two to four to, to two, uh, two AFC championship games in a Super Bowl. Same thing the Raiders did, by the way, with Gannon. Two AFC championship games in a Super Bowl that they lost. Burrow lost the Super Bowl, went to two AFC championship games. Identical. So you got to get the quarterback right. And I got a lot to say on Jalen Hurts because I feel like I know a lot about him because he went to college when my son did at Oklahoma and I watched him get benched in the national championship game and handle it with dignity and grace. Remember Tua came in, Nick Saban said, Jalen, you don't have it tonight. We're going to bench you, bring in Tua. And what did Jalen Hurts do? He stood right there on the sideline next to the coach and helped the guy coming in. What did Lamar Jackson do who doesn't have a contract? He didn't even fly with the team to Cincinnati for a playoff game. If that isn't the best combination of what I just told you, you won't hear that anywhere else on the radio. That's exactly the difference between Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. Jalen got benched, said, I'm good, coach. I'll help us win this game. I'm the starting quarterback. I'm going to get a national championship ring. If we win, I'm not going to go pout. And Lamar Jackson pouted and didn't get on a plane, and now he can't get a contract. That's exactly what happened. So I want to get into this a lot, and I want to hear from you. This topic of Jalen Hurts coming out of nowhere, getting this agreement, $255 million, 179 guaranteed. So the extensions for 255, he can get all the 255. If he plays plays at this level, they'll just keep giving him money. So the 255 makes it 51 million. 51 million surpassing Aaron Rodgers by 700,000 who's at 50.3 and Russell Wilson making 49 million. All great quarterbacks. The reason Derek Carr is not here is he's not in that category. Do you understand this? Or do we have to go revisit this for months? We love Derek. We wish him well. Derek Carr is not a $50 million quarterback. Neither is Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy's got some good guaranteed money for a year or two. And what will the Raiders do? The reason I'm framing this for you to call in today is that I want to know from you, 
how the Raiders do this. Pregnant pause for drama. How do the Raiders do this? How do the Raiders, with their second-round pick, get Jalen Hurts? Tell me. Everybody's got the answer. Let's hear it. How do the Raiders trade up, trade up instead of waiting for Jalen Hurts in the second round, trade up and don't go defense, tell the defense, hey, man, you need help. We're not getting you help. We're getting a backup quarterback. We're going to park him, but he better be better than Jalen Hurts because they moved up to get him. So how do you do this? I'm confused today because half the mock draft guys now are all in on the Raiders moving up from 7-3 to with Arizona. We're seven to two with Houston. There's a lot of connections between the Raiders and Houston when it comes to Nick Casario and the gentleman running the team now, who I support. 100% I support Dave Ziegler. But every, why are guys putting out mock drafts who get paid to put out mock drafts? Paid. And saying the Raiders are moving up to number two to take C.J. Stroud. Or the Raiders are moving up to three to get Anthony Richardson. Why would they do that? They get, I get paid to do a fast-paced radio show. That's it. I don't get paid to do mock drafts. We're doing one tomorrow for Raiders Roundtable, which I'm excited about. Just the first seven picks. I've already sent them in. But I'm confused about this because you're confused about it. So we can do this together. What do you do at the quarterback position after this Jalen Hurts contract? 702-365-9200. This is a guy who was in our building, Allegiant Stadium, two seasons ago and got beat by the Raiders, and he's now the highest paid player in the history of the league. Not Jim Brown, not Marcus Allen, not John Elway, a guy by the name of Jalen Hurts. It's incredible. It's a great story. And his agent is a woman and my wife, my wife knew this because my son's studying to do some of this in college. Uh, this is a great article. I'm going to share it with everybody. He has women surrounding him. All of his help, his agents, other people he works with, he has an all-woman team, Jalen Hurts. How cool is that? His agent and everybody else around him is all women. Why? Because he decided to make a move like that. It's incredible for what he was able to do with Nicole Lynn, his agent. Listen to this. Lynn went to Oklahoma University Law School, and her husband played football there three years before Jalen Hurts. Before becoming a Sooner, Hurts won a national championship at Alabama. Lynn already represented about a dozen Alabama alumni, including Quinnen Williams, the highest drafted player in the school's history. Lynn also lives in Houston, where Hurts is from. He chose her. And Nicole Lynn, Nicole Lynn has put together the largest contract in the history of the NFL. For all the ladies listening out there, oh my God, how great is that? Want to talk about breaking the glass ceiling and doing something? Nicole Lynn, uh, you can follow her on Twitter, Agent Nicole Lynn, L-Y-N-N, and follow this story. It's really cool. My wife loves this story because my wife this past weekend was in Oklahoma for the last time before my son graduates and she was there. The agent was there, and there was events around there. So this thing's been percolating. And we got a monster guest coming up. We have the voice, Merrill Reese of the Eagles next hour. I don't know how the hell we pulled that off. Uh, I've had him on over the years, but one of my producers called me and said, we got him. I said, let's put him on. The voice of the Eagles on a day of the highest contract. The highest contract in NFL history is for an Eagle. It's the only team I've despised my entire life. I call them the dirty, stinking, green, drunk birds. I despise them. And I heard today on the radio, I forget who was on, one of the morning shows or 
one of the radio shows or debate shows said that the Eagles are a great run organization. I said, holy crap, where have you been? They've been a dog organization my entire life. Growing up in New York as a Giant fan, they were a dog. They had a couple of good players, Randall Cunningham, this or that. The Eagles never did anything in your lifetime until the Philly special where Nick Foles threw a touchdown and beat Brady, and now they're a great run organization with Howie Roseman. Well, they're currently run well, but they haven't been run better than Al Davis, the Maverick, since nineteen since the 60s. This is incredible. Now everybody, everybody thinks the Eagles are well run and all that. Why? Because they had a little bit of success. What are we going to do here in the next couple of years? Are we going to say that Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals, is a great owner? He's arguably the worst owner in the history of sports, right there with the Ford family in Detroit. If they get one chip, are we going to say Mike Brown's a great owner? No, you've been around forever. You should have a chip. You should win. And the Eagles got it. But they saw something in Jalen Hurts that they had to have. And let me tell you what it is. Because I try to surround myself with people in my life that have the same thing. It's dedication, dedication to work. They work their ass off. They're the first in. They're the last to leave. When they're at practice in the gym, wherever they are in preparation and film, they are at their highest level. Every moment of that time, highest level, that's Jalen Hurts. How did he learn that? Well, his dad was a coach. He had some adversity. He was the classic black quarterback that people said, man, you kind of want to change your position? What do you mean change my position? They did that to Warren Moon. They did that to Warren Moon. And they tried to say change your position because you can't play. He's one of the greats of all time. Jalen Hurts. He outlifts the offensive linemen in the building. So you all, you all saw those videos, right? They're, they're famous. He works out not with the quarterbacks and the receivers. He works out with the offensive linemen and out-squats them all. And he has like five plates on each side. The barbell's bending as he's coming down to do a squat. He puts it up, and the whole weight room just goes nuts. That's Jalen Hurts. That's why he's the highest-paid player of all time. Work ethic. That's it. Is he the greatest quarterback? No. Is he as good as Lamar Jackson? Debatable. But they love him. They want him to stay in the building. And that's what's fascinated in, in my career working with the Raiders is how many good players have been able to stay in the building, right, stay and get new contracts, and how many people, all you got to do is watch them one season. One year and go, no, you're out. We made a mistake. We drafted you. We don't like your work ethic. Jamarcus Russell, we don't like your work ethic. You're out. And that's, that's what's costly with the draft. You better get the draft right. You better know their character and their work ethic. Now, if it takes a while to develop the player, that's fine. That's what the draft's about. Anthony Richardson is a very important product to talk about here. If Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels love Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida, and they both sit down with Mark Davis and say, Mark, this guy is a generational talent. He's better than Jalen Hurts. I mean better, talent-wise. Go take him. Go up and trade and go get him. I'll be, I'll be the first guy there cheering him on. But he better be Jalen Hurts. Better put up these numbers. Jalen Hurts had the greatest Super Bowl ever for a losing quarterback in the Super Bowl. And get this. He got the highest paid contract of all time, and he's the only quarterback that I can remember in my life that fumbled the ball without being hit that lost the Super Bowl. He lost the Super Bowl. He played great. His stats were amazing. The game was decided by less than one score. He's the quarterback. He's moving with the ball. He fumbles it accidentally. 
They pick it up and score, and that's the difference in the game. And the Eagles said, who cares? Get, make him the highest paid player ever. Why? They know what's going on in the building. They see his character. They know his family. They love his agent, and they said, we can't let him get away. And Lamar Jackson, let's pivot to Lamar Jackson. How come Lamar Jackson can't get a contract? One, he doesn't have an agent. I just told you the all-female team that Jalen Hurts has. Lamar Jackson has his mom, who doesn't have an education as a lawyer or being an agent, and this thing's a bleeping disaster. A disaster. And Jalen Hurts is bigger and stronger, so when you hit him, it's like you're hitting Darren Waller, a big guy. But he's more durable than Darren Waller. So Jalen Hurts is the highest-paid player ever. All I'm asking you today, we got two guests, rest of the show is open. How do the Raiders find the next Jalen Hurts? This is a very well thought out and positioned question for you to answer. How do they find him? And some of your answers could be get him in the third round, develop him. Fair. Or trade up in the draft and get him and know it's a lock. Stay at number seven where you're not going to get any of these guys, maybe Will Levis, and hope that Will Levis can be Jalen Hurts. And then the rest, I've run out of ideas. I don't know how you do it. So Tom Brady was a six-round pick. Jalen Hurts is a second-round pick. And Jalen Hurts and Derek Carr. Derek was taken before Jalen in the second round. Derek was taken high, very high in the second round. Jalen was not. What's the difference between Jalen Hurts and the quarterback that the Raiders let go of or the Raiders brought in in Jimmy G? I'd like to hear from you on this because I still remember the Raiders beating Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts not playing a great game in Vegas. Didn't have a great game. You could see that he could play hard and he was a good player, but he didn't have a great game, and the Raiders beat him there. Here's Ian Rappaport uh, breaking the news earlier today. A lot of people get credit for this storyline, mostly out of Philadelphia, but here's how he summed it up on NFL Network. A historic day, and for Jalen Hurts, he gets the contract that he so, so richly deserves. Here are the details according to colleague Tom Pelissero and myself. For Jalen Hurts, it is a five-year extension worth $255 million. Let me repeat, $255 million. That is $51 million per year. Gets $110 million Fully guaranteed at signing the third most ever and $126.5 million fully guaranteed before year two. That is the second most. Also gets a massive raise including $23.294 million at signing. The Eagles lock him in, Tom, through 2028. And oh, by the way, he has the first no-trade clause in Philadelphia Eagles history. Pretty impressive. NFL.com, NFL Network on that deal. Pretty amazing Pretty amazing what's going on there. So that's what I wanted to open up with. Quite simply this, what do you do? How do you find Jalen Hurts? We all know that the Raiders want to find a great quarterback. They want to find a franchise quarterback. The question is, how do they go get him? What do they need to do? In the latest mock draft by a guy who's really good, we had him on the show last week. If you remember, we had Lance Zerline on. Lance Zerline came on the show from NFL media, and I, uh, he just posted his new mock draft. You won't believe this. Number one, he has Carolina taking Bryce Young. At number two, he has Houston taking Tyree Wilson. What? Not a quarterback? No, Houston's going to take Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher from Texas Tech. At number three, Arizona takes Will Anderson Jr. I have that pick too, the Alabama edge rusher. At number four, he has the Ravens. Trading into number four to get C.J. Stroud. They trade with the Colts. So follow me here. The Colts 
trade out of number four. The Ravens trade into four to get C.J. Stroud. At number five, now it's been consensus. Seattle takes Jalen Carter, the the Georgia defensive tackle who's had some off-the-field issues. At number six, Detroit takes Devin Witherspoon, the corner from Illinois. Ooh, I thought the Raiders would get him. At number seven, where the Raiders pick. Here we go. The Raiders trade out of the pick, trade down. Houston gets Will Levis, the quarterback. So I saw that today. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. The Raiders at seven could take Will Levis? And I said, where the hell's Anthony Richardson? He hasn't been selected yet. And I go, okay, where'd the Raiders trade out of? And they have the Raiders trading down to 12, taking an offensive tackle from Tennessee, Darnell Wright. What? This guy's really good at mock drafts. He's one of the best. He says, cornerback should be an option here, but supply and demand points to tackle. Wright has good size and strength. He was impressive at the NFL scouting combine and can get the job done at right tackle. Whoa. And then they have uh, Anthony Richardson drop into the Patriots at 14. These are mock draft guys. <laughs> Lance Erlong, one of the best. His mock draft 3.0 have the Raiders trading out of seven, not getting the quarterbacks that you think should be the franchise, and getting an offensive tackle. So that's what I'm dealing with this week. Wow, my head's spinning. What do the Raiders do? We have a week and a half to figure it out. Week and a half to figure it out. But this is a sports talk show. I didn't even get to the NBA. Vinny Del Negro, who's a friend of the show, is going to join me a little bit later on. We're going to talk to Vinny. The Lakers won. Memphis John Morant got hurt. Giannis fell on his back. He's hurt as Milwaukee's down 0-1. How about the player Russell Westbrook, who missed a whole bunch of shots, but they found a way to come through and beat Kevin Durant and Phoenix and 1-888-GSW-HOOP. That's code word for the Warriors. The Warriors lost at Sacramento. Awful quiet around these parts with the Warrior fans. Awful quiet today. Warrior fans really believe that they're going to win. Maybe they can come back, but they better win game two in Sacramento as we open up the show. So we're brought to you by PT's, the best happy hour in town. They just opened up a new tavern, a PT's Gold, Durango and Flamingo. Great spot. They have a really cool room to watch the Vegas Golden Knights. And on the cover of the paper today, wow, what a feature. I'm going to read it later on tonight when I get home. The puck drops here. A full cover story. Golden Knights return to the NHL playoffs. Eichel's payoff is playoffs. And it's a full special edition playoff preview in the newspaper. Can't wait to read it cover to cover as hopefully the Golden Knights play on Tuesday. I'm going to the game on Thursday. I'd like to get the Vegas Golden Knights moving on this show. If you listen, and I appreciate you listening, we see the streaming numbers, we gratefully thank you. we got to be more of a sports talk show. we got to pivot to the Golden Knights. we got to pivot to Jalen Hurts, man. People who love this show like the sports talk that we do, not just, you know, Raiders' seventh-round picks. Let's go. Got the Golden Knights in the playoffs as the one seed. Jalen Hurts just signed the largest contract ever. I got Raider draft coverage coming up for you. I got the voice of the Eagles in the next hour. Let's hear from you at 702-365-9200. Hardcore Raider, lead us off here Monday. Kick off the week. Go ahead. Hey, JT. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, you know, this this Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, it, it's kind of mind-boggling to me because, uh, you know, I really wanted the Raiders to get Jalen Hurts, you know. Uh, but the Eagles got him ahead of us. 
But when I look at it, like, I just flash back to going into that draft. A lot of the, like, experts or so-called experts, you know, they there was a lot of negativity around Jalen Hurts, saying mm-hmm. he wasn't going to ever be, like, a NFL quarterback. You know, he had legs, but he couldn't throw the ball. And this dude straight up proved everybody wrong. He did. Like, the experts that, that you know. And if you look back, if we were to go back and we're like, okay, well, who else was drafted um, in that draft, you know, you got uh, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who, you know, he might be better than, you know, Hertz. You got Tua Tungabailoa to be determined if he's better. Justin Herbert and Jordan Love. All those guys are drafted ahead of him. And I would argue out of those quarterbacks that Herbert, or uh, sorry, uh, Jalen Hurts might be number two compared to all those quarterbacks, yet he fell to the second round. And so, you know, you know I'm a big Hinn and Hooker mm-hmm. guy. Yep. But this is one of the reasons why I like Hinn and Hooker, because if you look mm-hmm. at it, the pressure wasn't on Jalen Hurts coming out of college. He was able to develop. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he had to be like like starting day one, where if you get a guy – I mean, don't get me wrong. I like C.J. Stroud, like for mm-hmm. sure. But, you know, he's going to be expected to start day one, and there's a lot of pressure on him, you know. And same if you were to get Bryce Young. If you get a guy like Jalen – or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like Hinn and Hooker, and you trade back and you get an extra second-round pick – well, then you can develop that guy. The pressure's not on him, and I think, you know, when we when we do that and we develop these NFL players, I think it actually helps set them up for success. Jalen Hurts just balled out, went to a Super Bowl, and literally proved all. All right, so let me stop you for a second. Here's the problem I have with what you have. If you you've been calling in relentlessly on Hooker as a Raider, and I appreciate that because that means you have a strong opinion. That means the Raiders have to move out of seven and go down and hope they don't get jumped. That is a game of Russian roulette, high-stake poker. Now, if the Raiders stay at seven and they take Hendon Hooker there, everyone on God's green earth is going to call that a reach because you didn't have to just like Leatherwood. You didn't have to wait. You could have got Leatherwood in the 40s. They took him at 17, blew up the draft, screwed the Raiders. So if you want to go Hooker at 25 years old, when do you want to get him, please? At seven? And how can you assure me moving back he's going to be there if you want him? I mean, that's the same for any player. You're right. It is a gamble. You know, we're at the poker table or at, you know, uh, the roulette table. But the Raiders, excuse me, the Raiders don't have to gamble now. They have Devontae Max, Josh Jacobs, Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't have to gamble. They can take the best defensive player and rebuild the defense. I I hear you. If he's not, I would say trade back to the mid teams. If he's not there and if someone gets them, there's going to be studs from cornerback, linebacker. Uh, mm. a safety, defensive lineman. I mean, if, if plan A fails, you got plan B. And plan B looks really awesome to me. And okay. if you got another second-round pick, you're still going to get two studs in the second round. Studs. Mm. And then you're going to get some really darn good players in the third round with our two third-round picks. You could get. You could come out of this. With you're not going to get. You're not getting studs in the third round. Stop it. Stop it. You're no, hoping. There is. You're hoping. I, you're you, hoping. You, you you're hoping you to want... get studs, and someone else will take one before you. Your theory is wrong. It's broken. You're hoping. No, it's not. You're. You're hoping. There's, this is hope and change again. I'm hoping that there's in the third always... round a stud's going to be there. Oh, really? Who's that no. third round stud that's going to be there that you can call? Here's what I want you to do. I want your next phone call because you're great. And you're loyal. You start us off. You start giving me the names, and not on, not on this call. In the, in a day or two, okay, JT, we're going to take Hendon Hooker number one, and here are the studs we're going to get at 38, 100, 70, and you start giving me those names. I've already done my research, and I'll be happy to call I appreciate back. That. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank Love you. you. Love, thanks for the call. Callers need to be challenged or not. You know, Chris in West Oakland, I don't challenge because he can host a show better than most people. 
But if we go back to what happened in that 2020 NFL draft, Joe Burrow was taken number one. Great pick. Tua was taken at number five. Justin Herbert at number six. So if you look at the quarterbacks that were taken, okay, all these quarterbacks. Oh, how did I forget this? Jordan Love, Danny. Jordan Love was taken in the first round, number 26. This is 2020. And we're going into the season here. So Jordan Love was taken over Jalen Hurts. I forgot completely about that. So whatever the Raiders do, my opinion is they should take the best defensive player available who can start. That would be the quarterback, Witherspoon or Gonzalez or Jalen Carter, if he's there. But that's a really risky one with Carter. I won't put my name on Carter. I will not die on that hill. You know, I like war movies. Hey, JT, go run the flank and go run up that hill for Jalen Carter. No way, Sergeant. I'm not going. Really? We're going to kick you out. You're right. I'm not going to die on that hill for Jalen Carter. But if he comes in here, I'm going to welcome him like the biggest welcoming party you could have because that means Ziegler and Josh McDaniels told Mark Davis that this is the guy they have to have. Generational change the Raiders. So I got two things going. I have strong opinions. I think I know what I do, but I defer to the experts. You don't have to defer to the experts. I have to go see the experts and do podcasts with them and work with them. You can come in here and fire away on what has to happen. Nice job. Nice monologue. Let me get Raider 27 in before we go to the bottom. Go ahead. What's happening? Hey, JT. I'm, I've been on, on record on this station several times. Um, if it's me, I'm standing on the table yelling to the stars to, take, to do whatever it takes to get Anthony Richardson. Um, I think you need a mobile quarterback in today's mm-hmm. NFL. I think he's better than I think. He, I watched him play at Florida a lot. He brought up some good numbers. He mm-hmm. just had some problems. But the thing is, here's the caveat: he's not ready to play day one. Patrick Mahomes sat for a year behind Alex Smith. Wait a second. Let me stop you again. Day okay. one. Day one. We just had a press conference with Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no one playing day one. Jimmy G's the starter here for two years. One worst-case scenario. What do you mean Anthony Richardson's ready to play? We got Jimmy Garoppolo, the matinee idol, coming here. No, you misunderstood what I said. I said he's not Oh, you said not. I thought you said he was. My apology. Go ahead. No, no. He is not ready to play day one. He will be great sitting behind uh, Garoppolo for maybe two years. But then what do we do with with our defense? We got Max well, Crosby and Chandler Jones walking around the weight room. They need a corner. Max Crosby needs a corner. He gets around the corner. He can't get to the quarterback because the ball comes out, and there's no corner on this team who can cover. And Max is sitting there going, oh, my God, I just beat my man. I got to the quarterback. The ball came out, and no one defended the ball. What do you, what do you tell Max? Well, I, I agree with you there, but I think I'm not planning on – being this high in the draft every year, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to get a little bit better. Okay. And if there's a, if there's a talent like Anthony Richardson there, you, you better go get him now because we could be drafting 20 next year. Hopefully. Okay. Appreciate the, hope we're drafting yeah. 20 next year. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Thank you. We're going to take a pick and park him. Okay. We're going to take a pick and park him with this defense. This defense where there was a black hole of pillows between 10 yards and 22 yards. No one could cover. No one could cover. Linebackers, corners, little bit of a corner here and there, knock a ball down. No one could intercept the pass. The starting safety plays like Bernie Williams at the warning track. 
So everything just gets popped in front of them, and we're going to take a project quarterback. Okay. That's what the other guys think, too. I'm not saying you're wrong. The mock draft guys got the Raiders going high up to get a quarterback there, too. That's why this is going to be fascinating. Fascinating. The night of the draft when they start and they get to the second pick. Because Houston knows the Raiders really well. Nick Casario and Dave Sigler are longtime friends. Okay? And if they make that deal and the Raiders move up to number two, they're going to give up number seven. So swap two for seven. And then behind them, Dave's going to have to give up a second or next year's first to make the move to take a quarterback and not play him. That takes guts. <laughs> that takes guts. And if, if Dave, I think Dave's got the guts to do it. Or he could be a guy who just wants to stand pat at seven and get Witherspoon or Gonzalez, and hopefully they're better than Namdi Asamoah and some other guys. Good 30 minutes of sports talk with two great callers with passion and energy. That's all it takes. That's the formula plus a couple of good guests. Get on in here. The question of the day is simple. How do you find the next Jalen Hurts in this draft? Be specific. Trade up, trade back, stay there. Who do you got? 702-365-9200. Team Up for Excellence. We're brought to you by Remy Martin. Leonard now has it at the midcourt logo. Picked up by Craig. They're going to try to put Chris Paul in the pick and roll action. They got the switch with Paul. Double team comes. Bounce it for Gordon. Back to Leonard straight away. Tries another three. Kawhi Leonard. Splash. 38 for Kawhi in his return to the postseason. Paul surveys. Gets it to Booker at the midcourt logo. Booker working against Westbrook. Booker wants to go to work. Driving down the left alley. Booker floats it up. Blocked it by Westbrook. Oh, what a play. Westbrook knocked it off of Booker out of bounds. Russell Westbrook coming up huge in the final minute. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show. Brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas. The newest property on the Strip. Thanks to Steph McKenzie for those kind words. The voice of the show, and yes, it's Resorts World, where I was again, just popped in over the weekend during the day. I'm usually there at night, but I had a friend in town, showed him around Resorts World, got steps in, man. That's a big, big, big place with a lot of great food. We went to Doghouse, watched a little bit of sports, showed him Red Tail. Uh, Normally, I'm at 8 Cigar Lounge. Wife says, uh, save the voice, please. We got my son's graduation coming up. Two radio shows a day, the draft. So no cigars this weekend. Great golf yesterday at Spanish Trail. Man, it was God's. It's like playing on God's golf course in heaven yesterday at Spanish Trails. Beautiful day out there. Now we come in and we count down to the draft. And we're excited about that. We'll tell you, Q will probably tell you as the host and program director, what we have lined up here over the next week, week and a half. Oh, and Bolitnikov's events Monday. So there's still, I think, one or two foursomes left. Go to Bolitnikoff.org and pick up a foursome. Play, play golf with Fred Bolitnikoff, Steve Largent, all these legendary Hall of Famers that are going to be there. It's a great time. That'll be a week from today. I'll be off that day. We'll be out at the golf tournament. I'll emcee the party afterwards, and that'll be out at a, a really nice spot here in town as Canyon Gate will be hosting it for the second year in a row. We're talking about Jalen Hurts, largest contract in NFL history. How do the Raiders find a quarterback similar to Jalen Hurts? Simple question, not a lot of responses, because I think Raider fans are in a confusion mode now with the draft, which is a good thing. That makes for better radio. We're all confused. What are they going to do? We don't know. We're not supposed to know. There's no writer. There's no insider. Some are better than others. (laughs) Believe me, some insiders are better than others, and they don't know. 
And I got some pretty good juice in that building to ask around, and I don't ask. I don't need to know. No one needs to come around the hallway and say, we're doing this. I'm good. <laughs> well, I'll wait till after, and then we'll recap it here and do what we do. But I have a lot of opinions, and I think they're going to take corner at number seven. So I'm going for cornerback over quarterback. Now, why would I say that? Quarterback's the most important position. Because they brought in Garoppolo. If they did not bring in Garoppolo, and it was Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, or if they left Jared Stidham, if Jared Stidham was here, which he could have been, easily I would have said quarterback. Easily. You, you, you need a quarterback, go do it. They got Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo can do a pretty good job. I think he can. I think he could come out and, and put the Raiders in a position where they could win every game they play. Every single game they could have a chance to win with Jimmy G, but only if the defense is upgraded. I don't know how you can upgrade the defense if you draft a backup for Jimmy G and don't have a power player at number seven who can change the game. I don't see that. I can't see through that fog. But other people are paid higher to figure that out. So your opinion on that, 702-365-9200. We played the Russell Westbrook sound bites coming back. Let me tell you, he played brilliantly on one play, really two plays. He plays all out. He is a Tasmanian devil. Never seen a player play as hard as him. I saw him play at UCLA. I went to a Pauley Pavilion game where he was playing. I knew of him but never knew who he was. When I walked out of Pauley Pavilion that night, I said, that guy's going right to the NBA. He's going to be one of the greats because he got up and down, baseline to baseline, faster than anybody. No one could keep up with him. Tomahawk jams, threes, and played so hard, similar to Jalen Hurts. And Westbrook made that defensive play that closed out the game in Phoenix on a terrible night of shooting. You know, he's fascinating to me. I did a show last night on SiriusXM, and we said, who can you compare Russell Westbrook to in the NFL? Who? Who can you compare exactly? If I said the Russell Westbrook of the NFL is blank, who would be that player? And Lamar Jackson, I think, is on the list. I think Lamar Jackson's that type of player that he can play fast, could be a little bit reckless. Uh, my choice was Josh Allen, the quarterback of Buffalo. Runs too much, a little bit reckless, turning the ball over a little bit, but I like the style of play. And Russell Westbrook went out and played so well at the end of that game on a night where he was terrible and couldn't stop shooting. And I've always said if I was the coach of Russell Westbrook, I would threaten him. Every game I'd threaten him in the tunnel. I'd say, here's the deal. If you take two jump shots in a row and miss, if you even think about taking a third, you're benched, you're never coming back in the game. I would threaten him. No coach has ever done that. Tyron Lue last night let him keep shooting, and they were fortunate to win. When he was with the Lakers, Darvin Ham, no one can control him. No one could figure out how to control him, and he was reckless. To me, it'd be simple. We do that all the time if you ever coach youth sports and you had a little 8-year-old boy on your team and you just said, I don't want you to shoot. But normally you don't say that to eight-year-old boys. They're learning the game. But if you got a guy who can't get the ball up and even reach the rim, you say, hey, pass the ball. Get everybody. You're a really good passer. You encourage the kid. Play defense. And that's what Russell Westbrook does. But no coach tells him to stop shooting. So the NBA playoffs are underway. And the big topic is that, do you care? Do you care? Because most people that I talk to that dumped out of a sport have dumped out of the NBA. They've dumped out of the NBA more so than hockey, NASCAR, soccer, whatever the sport is. A lot of NBA fans just go, I'm done. And I say, you're crazy. Come back for the playoffs at least. So I think the 76ers will easily advance past the Nets. The Warriors and Kings play tonight. Uh, the Warriors are a two-point favorite here in this game. It's a must-win for the Warriors. they got to win this game. 
they got to split in Sacramento or it's going seven, and that's just going to wear the Warriors out in the next round, the round after that. So I think the Warriors will come back and win this game tonight, but the Kings are the better team. I just think the Warriors are going to come out and play really hard and very desperate because that's the only way they can get back into the series. So look for that. And then on Tuesday, we have the Hawks-Celtics. That series is over. My Knicks won on the road at the Cavaliers. If the Knicks go up 2-0, they're going to win that series easily. And then Clippers and the Suns, where Kevin Durant took less shots than Russell Westbrook missed. And the Clippers got away with a win against the Sun. And I think the Sun, Phoenix is favored by 7.5 in Game 2. 7.5. And, And Danny, I think the only reason why they're such a big favorite is they have to win that game. Durant, everybody they have. So I think they'll come out and they'll try to bury him to get back in the series. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see the uh the game yesterday, but I do know that going into this series, uh Phoenix was very heavily favored, so they're probably just expecting this to be a big bounce back spot. Absolutely. For them. It's a bounce back game, but it's a big number. Paul George not ready to play yet in that series. They won that game with Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook and no Paul George. So that's where we stand today. And we're not congratulating Jalen Hurts, but next hour we're going to have on Merrill Reese, the voice, the voice of the Eagles. And I think that's going to be a really good guest today because I don't know of a happier play-by-play voice than the guy who's a play-by-play guy knowing he's going to have a quarterback for the next five years, the highest-paid quarterback who's going to go out and win a lot of games. When you can go out and win a lot of games and you're a play-by-play voice, you feel really good that you don't have to rent. You can buy a house. Because the team's going to win, you're going to go to multiple playoffs, and you're going to try to win. And Jalen Hurts gives them the opportunity to do that. When we come back, Vinny Del Negro is supposed to join us. Vinny D. Used to hang out with him at celebrity golf tournaments where he was playing in, and I was doing radio remotes. And he's come on ever since. Former two-time coach and played 12 years in the league. As we get the NBA mixed in, the Eagles next hour and what the Raiders do with their mock drafts that are saying quarterback or cornerback. We're brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group, 702-222-9999. Give them a call if you get in an accident. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizzeria, home of the famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza. Yeah, there's some pretenders out there, nothing better than Grimaldi's. Great pie every time. Get the Brooklyn Bridge, head on out to any of their locations. Five here in the Valley. I go to Boca Park. Grimaldi's best pizza I ever had. Vinny Del Negro was drafted by the Sacramento Kings in 1988. Also, former head coach of the Bulls and the Clippers. He's kind enough to join us on Raider Nation Radio. Vinny, great to catch up with you. I want to start with Sacramento, where you started your career. Electric atmosphere. They pulled that game out. How'd you see it? Well, the place was electric. You know, you can't you can't be too happy for the fans in Sacramento. They've waited a long time, and they deserve it. Beautiful building, beautiful crowd, beautiful energy last night. Um, obviously, a tremendous game. Uh, Darren Fox uh, was special when he needed to be. But the Warriors uh, probably didn't play their best overall game, but they Wiggins had a three in the corner to kind of uh, maybe seal the game for him. But I think it's going to be a tremendous series. They, they, they live down the street from each other. Um, so there's a big rivalry there brewing, but great game one. That series is going to be fun to watch. What I like about that series, and I think it's going to have to be discipline, and they've won four rings together, Steph and Clay, and you know, the part of that dynasty there is the ability to get to the rim and get easy buckets or want to fall in love with that three and make it, and you were able to hit big outside shots. What's it like when you know you can go to the three, 
but the playoff style changes as you've been a head coach and the game slows down a little bit and it's tougher to get buckets and the defense is a little bit better. Do you think the Warriors are going to go with what works, keep shooting threes until they go in? Oh, for sure. I mean, they're, they're going to stay with their style. The biggest thing for the, for the Warriors, I think, is they, they have to do a good job on, especially the defensive glass. Don't give, you know, Sacramento extra possessions. Um, Sabonis was off first game. Um, he's been a very, very solid player for them, so expect him to bounce back. But the Warriors, if they can control the defensive glass, the way they move not only the ball but their body movement, getting the three, Steph can make some incredible shots along with Clay. They need more out of pool and different guys. But, you know, Wiggins just getting back in, um, you know, I think he had 17 points or so, missed the game winner probably, but they need him to play at a high level. I thought he's a big key to their team. So it's just going to be a great series. Guys are going to have to make plays. The Warriors are going to live and die what's, what's got them the championships, and that's knocking down incredible three-point shots at a high percentage. Vinny Del Negro joins us. The Knicks win over the Cavaliers was amazing. Vinny, they, they yeah. rebound the basketball so well. Cleveland's got Mitchell going off. They're at home. They can probably come back and win the game. They can't buy a rebound on either end of the court there. And got to give Thibodeau credit. He, he preaches defense, as you know, and preaches go go to the glass. Your job, if you're not a scorer, is get rebounds. And I thought that was the difference in the Knicks stealing home court. Well, no question. I think the two things was is Randall coming back, obviously, he got the big rebound at the end of the game, so give him credit for that. But Brunson was special. In his first half, he was slow with foul trouble and things. Second half, he really got going. Mitchell got going, but they were going back and forth. Cleveland's bigs really couldn't buy much around the rim. Um, so at the end of the day, I thought New York was more physical. Um, they were more aggressive. They got out in the open court a little bit more. And then Brunson made some big shots down the stretch. And like I said, Randall with the big rebound to seal the victory. Uh, Vinny Del Negro is our guest. To recap what the Clippers did against the Suns, to see what was it like for you as a coach and you played in this league for so long when you see a new look. You never saw Durant go up against Kawhi. You remember Kawhi in San Antonio. He wins with Toronto. He's been in a Clipper jersey for a couple of years. But does it take a second to go, oh, now that's Durant versus Kawhi with two teams we're not used to? I love watching those two guys battle back and forth. Well, they went at it. There's no question. I thought Phoenix was sluggish to come out of the game. I thought... Um, the big part of the game for me was, uh, you know, the, the, the Suns came out, you know, flying around in the third quarter kind of with more energy, took like a seven, eight-point lead or something, and then by the end of the third quarter, it was a tight game. I thought the Clippers did a really good job kind of managing that onslaught there from the Suns, and then it was, uh, you know, 12 minutes, anything can happen. Um, the Clippers stayed in the game, and then it came down to what? I thought the Clippers' offensive rebounding was key. I think they had four or five in the fourth quarter alone gave them extra possession quiet some big shots russell was all over the place keeping balls alive um so uh, just a nice solid team effort but Kawhi hits the big shots obviously the suns are going to have to double team him probably a little bit more so guys are going to have to be ready i was so happy to see eric gordon make a couple big shots and a couple big free throws down the stretch but team effort i thought the rebounding was the difference and the bench was big powell uh, man, and then uh, Plumley with 11 rebounds. Uh, I thought the bench for the Clippers was uh, the boost compared to the Suns, and the Suns really couldn't overtake that. Vinny Del Negro, as we wrap it up. Vinny, we were suggesting, I was talking about this, who do you compare Russell Westbrook to in the NFL, which is a elite superstar but flawed. You know the problems with Russ. You coached in the league. He can yep, miss a lot yep, of shots. Yep, a lot of times yep. coaches, you know, you try to slow him down and say, look, it's not your night. Go out and run and get assists and rebounds and play fast. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. 
but he's had a very flawed career for a guy who's had the most triple doubles with 211 all time. Like, what's, a, what's it like to coach a player like this when you want to coach him harder and, and get him to be a little bit more disciplined, but you know they're so athletic, you want him to run fast and make great plays? Well, like you said, he is so explosive. He has such incredible energy, such an incredible athlete. You know, he got some big offensive rebounds. He'll take a couple shots. He'll turn that you're like, what? You, why did you take that shot? He'll turn it over a little bit, but then he'll come back and make a steal and a dunk, or get an offensive rebound, or a layup, or do something. So you just got to live, live and die with it, I guess. But I think uh, he's very comfortable. He looks very comfortable with the Clippers. Um, you know, he went and got the ball at the end of the game a few times. They ran some plays for Kawhi, um, and their spacing was good, I thought too. So they spread him out a little bit. So. The double teams are going to come on Kawhi, um, so guys are going to have to be ready, and Russ is going to have to have a big series if the Clippers want to advance, I think. All right, Vinny, last one. I haven't spoke to you in a while. I wanted your opinion. We know that basketball gets great in the playoffs. A lot of teams can flip a switch. A lot of teams want to flip a switch because they didn't play as hard in the regular season. Did you struggle this year seeing all the load management as an analyst and a guy who's been a coach and played at the high level to see the load management, guys taking times, getting back from injury because everyone wants to play in the playoffs, balls out. There's a bunch of injuries coming off this weekend, and I think guys are going to try to play through the injuries. The difference between what you saw in the regular season and what you've seen right out of the gate so far in the postseason. I mean, I understand, there's no question. I understand the, the, the analytics and that thing with load management, but at the end of the day, uh, to me, I think it gets a little overblown. I mean, you're not going to be able to control injuries all the time. I mean, you know, John Morant gets injured. Uh, you know, Giannis gets injured today. Uh, Tyler Hero gets injured today. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, yeah, you have to protect your players. You have to be smart about it. But you also have to get guys in great condition and get ready to play. I mean, the playoffs, you know, you just can't flip a switch. You know, it's not that easy. Uh, you you got to be prepared physically, mentally. you got to be in great game shape. And when you have these injuries, depending on what they are, you have such great medical staffs and great analytics. But at the end of the day, everybody handles injuries different, the mentality of mm-hmm. it, how secure they are mentally, going, doing, depending on the seriousness of the injury. So you have to listen to the medical people, but you also have to listen to yourself a little bit. But I'm a big component of there's nothing like playing. You can do all the drills you want. You can do this or that, but there's nothing like being in the action and uh, you know getting your legs underneath you. And injuries are going to happen, you know, but you got to protect the players, be smart about it. But I think the players have to do a good job of saying, hey, I'm healthy enough to play. I need to be out there playing and being with my team and contributing what I can. Thank you, Vinny. Great catching up with you. All the best. Thanks for doing this. You're the best, but I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Vinny D. Vinny Del Negro. Look, I don't know how you coach some of these guys, but these coaches in the NBA, they're revolving doors. Now there's a whole bunch of new guys I never heard of who are in contention to be head coaches. I say go hire Danny Hurley. We just won in Connecticut. He looks like a great coach to me. Go hire him. Russell Westbrook and the Clippers, I don't think have a shot to go deep. The Lakers might, along with the Warriors. So we'll get to all that coming up. We're also going to have Merrill Reese next hour, the voice of the Eagles. Big guest today because Jalen Hurts signed the largest contract extension in NFL history. What does that mean to the Raiders? And where the Raiders select in the draft. There's a new mock draft up. And the Raiders get a quarterback at 7. I'll tell you who that quarterback is when we come back on the flagship of the Silver and Black.